Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of All Ball Chicago. I'm your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed, and I got the legend, the MVP veteran, the McDonald All-American, your host, Marcus Liberty in the building. What's up, Marcus? And then we got a special guest in here tonight. Uh, hey, he got the coldest left out of Chicago, in my opinion. We gonna give it up to my man. He went, his, his, his success was meteoric to me, man. He went from the streets, to college, to DePaul, to the league, to the big three. Give it up for Paul McPherson up, up in here. What's up, Pete? What up, big bro? What up, broski? What's happening? Hey. What's happening? Glad to have you, man. Yo, hey, your success was meteoric to me, dude. You went one year to the straight to the league. I was like, damn. All right, Liv, take over, baby. Man, <laughs> no. It's, I mean, I'm happy to be on here with Paul, man. And uh, Paul is a, a product of Chicago, man. Been putting it down for a very long time. Been doing his thing, man, especially on the street scene, uh, in the playgrounds, man, and, and, and worked his way up, man. So, Paul is definitely the definition of what Chicago basketball looks like. Never, never giving up, no matter who's in front of you. He's balling out. So, Paul, man, welcome to the show, man, and and tell us about your upbringing on that South Side. Put that ball in your hands, man. Who who who, who was guiding you, or you just like, man, I'm gonna do it on my own. I'm just gonna get out here and ball out on my own. Definitely, definitely, man. First of all, first of all I want to say, man, thank you to both of y'all brothers, man. Appreciate y'all for sharing y'all with me, man. And, and live to you specifically, bro. Like, just to even get those words from you, man, with, with you being one of the, the pioneers for me as far as my era growing up and knowing who guys like you was, who guys like Jamie Brandon was, just the legacy that y'all had already, man, just for just to even be acknowledged by you, let alone, bro, is, is just, you know, major for me, man. So I first like to say, man, props to you, man, for, for being ahead of your time and being one of those guys who, who motivated guys like me. But uh, to answer your question, growing up on the east side where I was from, I, I grew up on 75th and Dorchester, about three or four blocks from Tony McCoy and Brian Leach, two guys who was, was – Dogs in their own right, man. And, and and I was a young guy and I got to, you know, study from those guys. And, and man, Tony was tough and, and Leach was tough. So they took me under their wing early, bro. Like 14, 15 years old, I was I was hanging with Tony and Leach. And I just got a chance to, you know, go around the city with them and see them playing against pros. Neither one of these dudes was pros, but everywhere they went, all the pros knew them and they played with all the pros. So, you know, young, that was inspiration and motivation for me. I never thought I could be a pro until later in my life, but starting to get me interested in basketball, I got to get those two guys credit for just cuffing me in and taking me under their wing, man, taking me to De La Salle and watch the Pro-Ams, taking me around to Hyde Park to watch, what was that tournament they had back Kenwood? It was a tournament in Hyde Park outside. YBI? Yeah, the YBI, the YBI, the YBI. Uh -huh. Oh, they took me to that as a young boy, like, man, and and it was nothing like that ever. Like, I was so infatuated <laughs> and excited, but like, I'm like, man, I gotta, my whole thing was like, if I can make it to play in like the Wabby Hour or De La Salle, then, you know, I made it. That's that's like, man, what guy from my hood did. 
And another guy named Wayne Irvin grew up in my neighborhood too, man, was a, a Chicago legend, played at Chicago State. But, you know, just learning from a lot of guys who, who walked before me and walked the path before me and, and just getting my chance to go in and trying to run with it, bro. And that's what's up too, Paul. And I'm glad you dropped those names too, man, because I think Tony McCoy definitely don't get enough publicity coming out of the city, man. And, and I mean, his jersey's retired in both, you know, locations. My yeah, Uncle Max that's right, man. So, so we gotta, we gonna reach out to Tony too and get Tony on the show too, man. We, that's what I'm saying. We not, we, we, we trying to give everybody love. I know it's going to be hard to get everyone, but we got to damn show try. Hey, hey, live. can I hop in? Tony McCoy and Brian Lee. Them two? That's who I came up under, man. It was my guys. They had me at 14. That explains everything, my brother. All right, Liv. And see, a lot of people probably didn't know that, though. I mean, I didn't either. I didn't either. I didn't know that Tony McCoy. See, that just shows you, like, behind the scenes of what, you know, Chicago basketball cats, you know, especially older guys were doing. Because I had a bunch of guys that was cuffing me, too, that was older than me, showing me the ropes. Yeah, my fault. I ain't mean to cut you off, but they didn't have to open their arms to me. You know what I'm saying? The, the hood, the hood they was from, and the hood I'm from, considered rivals. You know what I'm saying? As far as like the streets and gang culture go. You know what I'm saying? And Tony mm -hmm. and Lewis was from an area called the Pocket. I'm from an area called <laughs> my city. Like they didn't, they they wasn't cool with each other. And them boys cuffed me young, man. Had me going everywhere, just watching them. I can remember going to Leclerc. And, and Tony and Leach would be playing, and I couldn't play yet. But I remember just sitting in the back watching MJ, watching Scotty, watching Oak, watching pros consistently play every day. Like, every day I can just go watch them. And, right. and that's the difference between our era and the kids of today because most of the pros from Chicago going to play in L.A. Summer League or going to play in, in, a, in, a, in a league somewhere else. And the time I came up, like, you could see – you can catch Lib at IIT. You can catch Juwan. Mm -hmm. You can catch Randy Brown. You can catch yep. several pros, Kevin Edwards. Yep. I, I sit here and think hard enough, I can name about 20 pros that I can see consistently every right. weekend. And I can go Ron Harper. Ron Harper used to live in that mud when he was at his peak. Mike Finley. Mike yeah. Finley. Like, just yep. killers. Just killers that you got to compete against. So, you know, just being able to compete with them guys, man, I knew. I knew that that I could compete with them, and I knew that that I had something. I had a, a, a ability that was my athleticism was something that I was athletic everywhere I went. So, you know, I just had to try to play off that and use that. Did so, you work so, on that though? Yeah. Nah, man. I, you I, was I, born with that, right? I was born with that, bro. I played football at first. Um, my dad was super athletic, but I, I never really liked people. Like, did you do leg lunges and calf raises? I was always like cocky, bro. Like cock deep, like I live weights. Like so, you was Debo. I swear. Bro. <laughs> and I was like, he, he one of them dudes, right? Live like, you know how you meet a dude, you be like, man, that dude did work on that man. God gave right. him that. This man, anybody know me know, but like I first started lifting went to JUCO, like when they made me lift in high school. You were supposed to lift, but I was the man. I ain't have to lift or do whatever I wanted. I was it like I had to lift every day, bro. I promise. Man, I wasn't doing no working out, bro. Like that was just <laughs> that athleticism. So, but 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 P, do you think uh 
Tony McCoy and them saw something in you, man, and they just wanted to make sure you didn't go that other route, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Def I definitely had talked to him Leach longer with us, man, but but I had I had, I definitely had talked to Leach before he passed. But as far as Tony, like, man, Tony still covering me every day until this time right now. Any any situations, any problems I got, man, Tony been like a big brother to me for over 25, 30 years, bro. And a lot of wow. people didn't know, like, that was one of my mentors, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Got from his hood, introduced me to other people who started, like, the Carl Harris's, the June Taste, the other people right. I started from the streets that I got associated with, but this all came from Tony, you know what I'm saying? Tony originally right. got me off the porch and just got my feet wet in Chicago basketball. He saw me and he took me on this wing, man, and, and the rest of it was, you know, I learned from him. And I just applied. I learned from other people too, but you know, mostly Tony was the one who who gave me my mentality, gave me my attitude, gave me my, the way I played the style, gave me everything. Hey, Liv, let me segue on this one real quick. I will get this hot, hot shout off on you, uh, Paul. So that right. that explains why you was up at Princeton on 99th when Tony had that job up there and he yeah. had that that tournament up there. Yeah, that was, that was if I remember correctly, bro, that was Juwan tournament, but Tony was working it. Tony was throwing it. So yeah, it, it was juking. And I told Liv this story about you up there one time. They was hacking you, you was getting pissed. And somebody missed the shot, right? Man, dude goes up and grabs the ball off the rim, dunks it, put his feet on the backboard and start like he pumping the rim. The whole park <laughs> just blew up. I said, man, did you, everybody was like, yeah. You remember and, that? Yeah, I remember that, bro. But if you remember like them, them two rims at Princeton Park on 99th and Princeton, one of them was higher than the other one, yeah, right? 12. Everybody wanted to go on the low rim in the second half. Uh -huh. They was trying me in the layup line, like, I bet you can't dunk on the high rim. I bet you can't dunk on the high rim. <laughs> so I'm throwing it up, dunking on the high rim so easy. It had to be 10 and a half, maybe 11. It maybe was 11 by the field house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was definitely higher than the 10 foot rim. Right. So I get a break on that rim in the first half, and I, I throw, the, throw it up, like I throw up a bounce pass and catch it and dunk it. And everybody went crazy because nobody was dunking <laughs> on the eleven foot rim. Nobody. And I, I'm probably six two, six one, six two. I wasn't like a, a huge guy, but I could jump, man. Like I, I could just jump, man. So I knew crazy. that was that was my ticket, and, and I needed to use it. Wow, man! That's your crazy. coach, your coach saying what's up to you, Trey Dildy saying what's up. Man, Trey, man, that's my guy, another Chicago legend, man. Yeah, Big time. Yes, sir. Donald, Help Donald Whiteside saying what's up. Man, another Jamal legend. Man. Brown, Jamal Brown. Brown. Yeah. Yeah, you got love on here, man. They all showing you love right now. Man, that's crossover part. The legends too, man. Tracy Whiteside, man. Them good brothers, man. A lot of dudes I learned from, man. I, um, Coach Dildy coached me, man. Whiteside, I played with him at IIT. So them both, you know, Chicago ghosts, man, and I'm just happy to be a part of the conversation. And man. Jamal and Jamal Brown. Yeah, Jamal Brown too, man. I'm glad. I'm glad people, you know, recognize the work we put in, man. Like I yeah, said, man. It's a lot of us from Chicago, man. It's a big family, man. So I'm just proud to be, you know, part of the culture. So Paul, you went off to uh, JUCO and and Tallahassee, right? Yeah. And then you did your thing there, and 
And is that where Tracy brought you in from now, or, or, was, or was it back at um, Kennedy King? Uh, it was back at Kennedy King. I went to Tallahassee my freshman year at JUCO. Okay. We lost the championship. Uh, I finished on the team 35 and two. I was a leading scorer as a freshman, shot like 71% from JUCO on the field. I got in trouble. I was I was not supposed to come back to Chicago. And the coach from Florida was like, man, we had a little break, but we had practice. But school was out, but, but the team started practice. So it's like three, four days, it's a window. I'm like, man, I'm finna drive back to Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Coach like, man, we got practice. School let out Thursday, we got practice Saturday or something like that. So I say, man, I'm finna drive to Chicago. I'm gonna make it back for practice Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Long story short, I don't make it back for practice. I call coach from like Alabama, some goddamn where like, coach, uh, I'm on the way back. Man, coach like, man, Paul, I told you, Lee, you can stay in Alabama. Now, mind you, I'm the freshman in JUCO. Right. We going to, we the number one ranked team going to next year. So I'm feeling myself a little bit. Right. At least I'm finna come back and be on the team. And the coach told me, Paul, stay your ass in Alabama. Like, don't come back. Bro, Dang. I was so, so hurt. I, I didn't even know what to do, man. So I came back to Chicago. I ended up going to Kennedy King. Coach Willie Little grabbed me. Another another old legend. school, another legend, you know what I'm saying? And and cuffed me, man. I had a lot of angels in my life. Willie Little was another one. He saved my career. He, he, he rolled me at Kennedy King. And he took me from, he was the beginning of me developing, like, to being a guard. Like, everybody that... I played for it, and everybody that used me put me close to the basket. And I, I was a tweener playing like a, a, a forward position, you know what I'm saying? And right. Coach Little was the first person told me, no, nah, you got to work on handling. You got to work on shooting. You got to be a guard. You 6'3", you got to be a guard. And he let me do stuff that other coaches never trusted me to do. He let me come down and shoot shots when I wanted to, and no coach ever gave me that green light, like as far as shooting jump shot. They always wanted me to drive, do stuff like that. So Coach mm -hmm. Little went my confidence. And then Coach Dildy got me from Kennedy King, and and that was it. We already the rest was history. We already had dogs, Chicago dogs there. With Quentin, Bobby, and and Lance was already there. So they was the hell of a squad. Mm -hmm. Hell of a squad. And that was, and it reminded me, bro. I ain't gonna lie. It reminded me of the the old DePaul with Aguirre and Terry Cummins, yeah. and yeah, and Skip Dillon and Teddy Grubbs. It reminded yeah. me, your team live you, Nick, Bardo, Kendall. Yeah. It reminded me of a bunch of talented local guys getting together and, and you know, having a chance to compete against people and do something. Nowadays, all the top Chicago kids going to Duke and going to Kentucky, all our kids making other people's programs better. Meanwhile, DePaul and Illinois struggling every year. And we I'm looking at all our top kids play for Kansas and Duke. Like, man, we got to get back to taking care of our home and taking care of our own. Ain't no way DePaul and Illinois shouldn't have the best people coming from the crib every year, you know what I'm saying? Like, period, man. So Coach Dildy rescued me from Kennedy King. Um, I went to DePaul for a year with Quentin Richardson and Bobby Simmons and Steve Hunter. Uh, and we ended up having four pros on one team, which is crazy. Man. That was hey man, I'm telling you, that's why I tell you your career was meteoric to me because I saw you in the streets playing at the park. Then y'all right. played that year team. with DePaul and then you went to the league. I was like, man, this nigga went to the league of the year. I swear, it was crazy, bro, how it took off, man. It Did it take off, right? Shout yeah. out to you, man. Man, and that's it, right. That is right, man. Like, man, uh, Paul, you you put that work in, though, man. Like, it, it, And that's what I want to talk 
to, you know, and so you can express that to some of our listeners, man. Like the work you had to put in to get to where you were at, man. Like it was, it's pretty much no days off. Oh yeah, definitely, man. It's no days off, man. I, um, I had a guy I worked out with two a days. This was before any type of JUCO, any type of anything. I was eighth grade, no name. Nobody recruited me. My first year I went to Leo High School. Not many people know this, except people who went to Leo. I remember I went there. But right. I went to Leo for my first year. Um, and they wouldn't let me play on the team because at that time they only had scholarship players. Wasn't really no walk-ons or trials coming on. Oh, wow. It was two guys on a Leo team uh, named Prentice Baker and Kentrell Shepard. They trying to tell the coach about me. They like, man, this dude, nice, nice. Like, let him try out. <laughs> so it ended up being a guy named Dean Adams. Anybody, I'm sure Whiteside remember this guy and uh, Fitzgerald from Leo wouldn't let me play on the team. Wouldn't let me try out, wouldn't let me come in or nothing. So, you know, I got upset with that. I ended up getting into uh, a fight at Leo and, and getting kicked out. And initially, that's what made me go to South Shore. South Shore was a neighborhood school. I was from 75th, so I just I just trickled down to South Shore. But to piggyback on what you said, Liv, man, you definitely got to dedicate yourself. Anybody that has talent or is somebody in a position to use your talent, if you don't yeah. work on it, you're going to lose it, you're going to use it. I mean, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. Like, yeah. you got to sharpen the sword, bro. You get, that's what I tell these kids now. Like, like how you do live, I'm training, I'll be around kids. I tell these kids now, if you in the gym just once a day, every day, that's not enough. Like you, uh, you nah. wait, if you to the gym every day, when I was coming up, if you went to the gym every day, you was a jet. Like, man, you right. was a guy like who was on the right track. But today with these kids, with the social media, with all the workouts they posted, if you go into the gym just one time a day today, playing, trying to make it to the league, that's not enough, man. Like, you, nah. it's, it's kids going to the gym before school, after school, they working out, they got practice with their team, and they still going to get up shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to sharpen your sword, man. You got to put your work in. So that's that's what I try to tell people. Like, people think I was just, I came out of nowhere. It might seem like that, but, bro, behind, the, behind closed doors and behind the scenes, man, I was working, man. I was fighting. I was scrapping. I was chasing people. I was playing 630 Hayes. I was playing outside. Played in the Ickies. I played everywhere. That's what I'm saying. I remember <laughs> you were I was like at Delano against Ronnie Fields and Michael Herman. I'm the only South Side guy, and and we fought the damn to get in the fight. Like we ain't gonna be able to leave if we win this game. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying it's like it's game banging and it's everything going on. Like right. I was I was just everywhere trying to play, bro. And, and that's what I love about our city. And it, and it's not like that today. But when I was growing up. It was so many places to go play, man. Like it was, yeah. it was, it was killers everywhere, and it was killers everywhere, you know. It was killers no you didn't know, bro. So like, you had to work on your game. You couldn't just come around with a name. You had to work on your game, man, because somebody was gonna try your chin and try to check you every <laughs> day, every time, whatever gym you came to. We got hey, some boy, more. You people. just dropping it, man. See them people, man. Hey, y'all watching all ball Chicago? Y'all hip hop, man. Yeah, he get, we got some. We got another uh, guy, Vincent Butler, my man. But Vincent on here want to ask you a question, Paul. Right, he, said, he said, "Let's talk about them runs with MJ at hoops when Mike was making that comeback." Man, those was those was crazy, man. At the beginning of my time being around elite NBA players, uh, Twan, Juwan, these was the runs at hoops. Our test was with the Bulls. Uh, 
these were some of the best runs of my life ever. Like this was one of the first times I had got accepted as a pro, as a prodigy, as a talent in Chicago by other pros. You know, it was times where he was always going at it with Twan. Like, especially me, I had a lot of battles at it with Twan. Twan was in his prime. I was nowhere near the player Twan was, but somehow I always ended up losing the Twan at IIT. So, <laughs> man, it, it was just crazy. Like, by the time I finally got accepted, like, they playing and they picking me. Like, they like, who you want? And MJ, Twan, or Juwan, or somebody like, man, I want P. Like, <laughs> it, you made it. Like, oh, man, you can't tell me nothing else, bro. Like, I didn't care about the league at that time, man. It was all about getting in the hoops, getting in that circle of that run. MJ knowing you saying your name, throwing you some shoes, having Tim Grover go run upstairs and get you some Jordans after something like that. You know, somebody might come in there with some Adidas or some and ones on. If you in that, in that hoop set with not no Nikes and no Jordans on, man, Black Cat was going to get on you, man. <laughs> so it was cool for me to just be a part of, just to be a part of it, man. Like, I came from in a hood hood like I wasn't no McDonald's All-American man I wasn't nobody went to a, a highly touted basketball school South Shore known for football and gang banging wasn't, wasn't nobody <laughs> I mean, we had a couple hoopers, you know what I'm saying South Shore had some hoopers back in the day Goody, right Mark Fowler Scott Fowler all the boys Ali South Shore had some hoopers back in the day man but we pretty much was known for uh, football and gang banging man so I was just I was just happy and proud to just be accepted man by my peers by other Chicago greats and Chicago pros, man. And I just wanted to get on the court and, and not choke, not just prove I belong, prove I could play, you know what I'm saying? But then you go, then you make it to the league and then you start playing with some more legends, you know, Sean Marion and uh, was Jason Kidd on that team? Jason Kidd was my point guard, Sean Marion, man. OG Cliff Russell, man, my OG, man. Big Rodney Rogers, yeah. man. Mario Ellie, I had a lot of vets. Penny was on that team with me, man. Damn. I had a I had a lot of that Phoenix team was loaded, bro. Like, like loaded, man. Tony Delk, Kentucky, 50 point score in the NBA. There's a lot of a lot of people I didn't know was as good as they was. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew Tony Delk could play, but once I had to chase him and chase him off pin downs and see like I'm like, man, this dude can shoot shoot. Like <laughs> burn, like. People be pros for a reason, man. People be pros for a reason, man. Even the, I tell people the, the three guys that don't get dressed, there's 12 people on the team. You look at them three guys behind that bench that's on the injury reserve, they'll probably come to any gym you at and murk anybody. People so glad you said that, man. And I'd be like, all right, then that boy will kill you. You catch him in the gym. It ain't as easy as it ain't as sweet as it looked, man. So, you know, it was, I was just. I was just always appreciative of just to even be in the conversation, man, with anybody playing Chicago ball, man. I just wanted to just impede with them guys, man, and just show that I belong, bro. And I'm glad, you know, looking back at it, people recognized at the time what it was, man. And I'm just, you know, man. appreciative. Now I, try to get back to I saw you on TV in a cage match playing a dude from uh, New York. I was like, man, I'm like, he on TV on ESPN, man, this ball, man, turn on ESPN. Talk about that, G. That was the battlegrounds of show on MTV. I did it for two years. Uh, both years, I lost the championship. One time to a junior in New York that you saw, a junior about 6'5", 
He tough though, man. He crafty. But it wasn't no fouls. No fouls. I got six stitches on my eye. He threw me into the gate. I saw that. I had to. I, had, I got stitched up and had to come right back and play, man. But that was crazy. The battlegrounds was dope, man. A lot of people got to get experience and got exposure from that. Uh, I won Chicago, and and you got ten thousand a game. Every game you won, I ended up going to the finals for fifty thousand and losing both years. But it was a good experience. How many man. games you played? Uh, I won five each year, and 50 lost. Fifty grand. Lost the championship both years, bro. After winning five games. Well, wow. I know you get to, you got fifty grand, man. <laughs> man, I lost fifty both years, bro. Like that's what I really be thinking about, man. Right, right. Wow, yeah, that could have been a hundred, huh? Man, that big three was—I mean, not the big three. That battleground was crazy, man. That battleground MTV was crazy. That shit was physical as hell, man. That was like fighting, bro. Like, yeah, man, fight. dude. I thought you was finna box with that dude, man. I think threw you into that game. Too. I watched that, man. I was like, if you threw a punch, you was automatically disqualified from getting your ten thousand or the money. So, <laughs> the whole purpose was to be as physical as possible, but. At the same time, everybody signed a contract knowing that if you throw a punch or you, you start, you kicked out, you ain't getting paid. The other person automatically advanced to the next round. So, you know, as much as I wanted to elbow and fight, man, I needed to get that check. So I couldn't really throw punches or, or do what I really initially wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. And then let's talk about, of course, the big three, you know, because that's what you were last playing in uh, the big three. Now, did you get a call from your boys? Because I know your boys were on the team. Uh, I think, Cor was that Corey, well, Corey McGetty was on that team yeah, too, right? Yeah. I got a Corey McGetty, man. Um, Corey was telling me that they finna start this new league with X-Pros. He was like, I need some killers, man. And, and you one of the one-on-one, -on -one, you one of the toughest people I know. I want you <laughs> on my team. I want you to come to this, this trial. You ain't really got a trial, but you just got to show up. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to get you through. I'm the captain. I'm picking. So, you know, I went to the trials and I saw everybody. Like, really? man, I felt like he was back in the league again. When you was with all your guys, man, and not to mention the people that coached us, man, the Hall of Fame of the Legends, Dr. J, Cooper, uh, Rick Berry, just Gary Payton, just to see them dudes and be back around them every day, Oakley. Excuse me, just to see them dudes and be back around them every day, man. It kind of felt like you was like on the shelf for a while. Then Ice Cube kind of took you off the shelf and dusted you off and, and threw you back in there in the mix, man. And it was a beautiful thing, man. I love the big three. Uh, I got a chance to see a lot of guys I haven't seen in a long time, man. We all still sticking to basketball and we all still love it. And um, unfortunately, you know, the COVID and everything stopped the big three this year, but I was looking forward to, you know, trying to play again, man, and just, you know, I'm going to always be a basketball lifer. You know how we all live. Yeah. They carry me off the court. You know, I'm nowhere near what I used to be as far as athleticism and playing, but I always love the game. You know what I'm saying? I'm always around it. I'm still playing. I'm still watching it. I'm still trying to help kids learn it and just, you know, give back and give a gift. Hey, let me say something, man. Hey, hey, um, Paul, man. Just, just this interview, man, honestly, man, because, like, I don't know you. And uh, on the outside looking in, with your ability, I would have thought that you was an arrogant mug. You know what I'm saying? I would have. A lot of people say And then I came off. I know, you know, the people who didn't know me, I, I could come off, you know, as an asshole or being cocky. <laughs> but, 
That's just how I was raised, man. Like, you know, in the hood. You walked up, you know, you cocky, yeah. you like, yeah. And people Excuse take that, don't take that the right way. Around the edges, man. But, you know, coming from the hood, you had to be like that, man. But, you know, now that I'm grown and a lot older, got kids, man, I ain't, I'm, I'm, I'm a chill guy, man. I'm really, you know, like the perception of a younger me, it ain't really, you know, as true as people thought. But that's what, that's what a lot of people get that, man. Like, People look at us and because we quiet and we stay to ourselves. Sometimes we we don't try to you know get out that pocket, and a lot of people get you know uh, like frustrated with that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So when we when we when we sometimes when we focus like we zeroed in on something, man, and, and we just we we walk in that gym, man. I ain't got time to be saying what up, what up. I'm trying to get I mean, you everybody. Yeah, that's how I was. Live, I ain't. I ain't, I wasn't what's up and everybody and I'm here and all that now. I ain't talking to you. And, and if you against me on the court, like you gonna damn near feel like I wanna fight you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> After the game, we could be cool, you know what I'm saying? But that was just that was how Tony and, and Leach and White Mike, all the dudes, that's how they taught me, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was that was how I applied it, bro. And you know, some people didn't like it and it came off as a certain way, but at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, I wouldn't change nothing, man, and I don't regret it. You know, it made Person no. I am to this day. No, and then, I mean, look what happened to you. I mean, you, 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 you a success story, man. Like to the, some some shorty back home in Chicago, to saying, you know what, Paul McFears wasn't no McDonald All American. Paul McFears made it to the NBA. Paul McFears worked his butt off. Paul McFears didn't back down from nobody. I can do it too. You know, I don't have to be nationally ranked and all this stuff, man. Sometimes I think that stuff gets carried away anyway, man. All of the rankings, I think the rankings are ruining kids, ruining kids, them rankings, chasing them rankings. Not, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, because they that. try to live up to it. That's a yeah. lot of pressure, man, to be 14 years old and number one player in the country. Man, <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't even know how to deal. I, I can't even speak on that. I'm sure Liv can speak on that better than me, man. I can't even, <laughs> man, I can't even imagine, man, being. Man, I tell you, I tell you what, man, I didn't, I didn't even think about that stuff, really, man. And I say this all the time to people, man, that when I played basketball, man, all I wanted to do was make my family proud in Chicago. That's it. You know, everything else that came along with that, then so be it, you know, but I'm going to represent Chicago. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely, bro. And man, I tell you what, man, you guys, man, y'all too, man, as a fan, I'm a street ball player, but as a fan of y'all, man, and man, y'all carry Chicago, you know what I'm saying? Like whenever y'all walk in the gym, mug and knew they had problems. You feel me? Like, hey man, don't make me go get Liv. Don't make me go get Paul. <laughs> well, you know, they got problems, man. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you want, man, out your city. Yeah, Chicago, that's what Chicago was built on though, man. Really put your hard hat on, man, and let's, let's go play. You know, and, and I always say when I go to other cities, like we, like right now, Paul, we both out here doing our thing here, but it ain't the same as Chicago, you know. And, telling these dudes up here now, I'll be like, man, Florida's a football state, bro. Y'all don't even right. like that. Like, I come from a plethora, a long <laughs> lineage of killers. Like, That's right. it's different, man. Like, whoever you think good ain't really that good to me. Like, like oh, you Eric? No, he not really like crowd him, make him dribble, like yeah. I don't think he that good. Like, they be like, bro, you still competitive like that? <laughs> just yeah, right. like, that's just in me, like, 
that's just in me, bro. I can't let I can't turn it off. Live by stuff, man. man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't you're not supposed to turn it off, Paul. Don't turn it off, man. Hey, and when you turn it off, you're gonna be dead, baby. You know I what I'm saying? I swear, basketball lifer, bro. Hey, let's talk about the what's been going on in the news real quick with uh Paul uh Lib uh losing um Mr. Mr. Floyd. Yep, George, Big George, yep. And uh Chicago. Was you surprised at the behavior of our city, man? What the way it went down? Not really, bro, because I, <laughs> I know I know us, man, and you know, any opportunity we're gonna get to act a fool, we win it. I remember we was one of the only people who stopped Trump from having a um before he got elected president, we was one of the only states that stopped Trump from having his speech. So, you know, I know Chicago can clown, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I kind of feel like it lost track of the real movement, you know what I'm saying? People became opportunistic and started looting other black businesses and other minority businesses, which I felt like, you know, I understand it, but I don't condone it, but you know, man, right. it's, it's rough out here for, for all of us, man, anybody, right being black like people don't understand like having a threat of worrying about the police doing something but like that ain't even like we the you, only people in the world that got to deal with that you know what i'm yeah. saying like, man, but what they tell us in kindergarten what's his name officer, officer friendly, friendly. <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> you get over 15. So, <laughs> shout out to him though man all officers not bad but for for the ones who are that we talking about y'all. So yeah. I don't want to cry to with that. I just want to touch on that big guy. No, man, I, was, that, that, that I know, I know, man. I know our city act, man. I wasn't surprised at our city at all, man. Them boys. Yeah, but yeah, but that needs to be talked about, though, man. And because this is a touching uh, situation, and um, that, absolutely, y'all dealt with that, and all been through that, especially you know, growing up in Chicago and being black. Yeah. So. Okay, so I'm 51, Lib 51. Paul, what you about? I'm 41. I make 42. 41. Okay, and all your black and all your years living in Chicago, you ain't never seen Chicago tell down like this. Though. Never seen Chicago. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, man. Man, they hit. We ain't never seen them go ape like this, Lib. So the mad mouth up, man. Ain't this? <laughs> Hey, we used to be scared to do even smoke a joint down there if you smoke weed. I'm just saying. Man, it's when the Bulls was winning, right? Everybody, like, at the most, you might, you know, go kick Foot Locker in or something like that in your neighborhood. Right. right. I can remember 91, 92 when the Bulls was winning and there was a little looting and a little riding going on. But you <laughs> never went nowhere downtown, South Michigan to that. Like, no. Wow, man, I can't believe they was tearing the city up like that, bro. But at the end of the day, I was surprised, man. And these shorties, yeah. No, I don't know if y'all saw the sign. It was a sign I saw. I think it was a young lady had the sign up. She said, "It said, we are not our ancestors. We will f you up." Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> they shorty. <laughs> taking it, man. It's too long. You know, we don't want to get too deep all political. You know, people. We just fed up. Period. In general, man. And, and to see that brother, man, beg for his life, man, for eight minutes and 46 seconds and not being able to breathe, man. And, and I know I'm, I'm friends with Stephen Jackson, and Stephen Jackson was real close with him. So, you know, he kind of do his stuff at home, man. But just to see that brother, you know, being uh, punched and hit before he even was on the floor in the car. Why? Just to see that, 
And it's crazy, man. Like, right, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about that, man. Because, and the reason why I want to get there, I mean, we get back on our basketball scene, but it's just for it's, it might just be me, but I know when I was growing up in you know the projects, I was afraid of the police every time I seen them come around, and I wasn't in, into nothing. It's just like I was. And I was my dad was a police, a police officer, and I didn't like the police. At all, my auntie is a state trooper. My dad was Chicago police for thirty years, and, and I, I did not like the police at all, bro. Like, cause they always like I always had a difficulty with them. I was so big, and you know, it looked like, like I was like, man, when you get out, what you doing out? You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got out of nothing, bro. I, <laughs> man, I, ain't, I, ain't, been, I ain't never been nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Man, I never really felt comfortable with Chicago police. Man. Yeah, and, and yeah. I just don't, I just don't know why we, I don't know why we got that that way. You know, they, you know, their job is to serve and protect. You know, especially an innocent little boy that. like myself. Serve, where to protect that? <laughs> yeah, you know. So, but we're not trying to bash any. You no, know, all police are not bad, right? Yeah, but, but to the bad ones, like I said, we're talking about you. Because <laughs> man, we got buddies that's the police. I, I love to have old school Sunday tournaments with the police. They be up there with us. We they got straps. They hoping they they got legal straps. <laughs> them more boys too. I would name a couple of, but I ain't gonna tell them, them, them guys. Them guys back. They they was hoopers. High school hoopers. I'll tell you some of the best ones. Yeah, they they police officers now, man. I mean, Mark Bradley. They doing his thing, man. The real still, ones, man. The real know, ones. Man. I know, man. So, but yeah, that's gonna get back to the hooping now, man. Back back to Chicago hooping. And on that scene, that let's go to that street balls again. Street ball back, cause I know. Uh, did you play against my man Sco Hayes, man, back in the day on this on the streets? Cause Sco Hayes had a little, he had a rep too. Sco, I never played Sco one on one, man, but I, I definitely got a chance to Sco gave a bunch of buckets, man. The young P Mac, man, with that turnaround jump shot, man, silky smooth dude, man. Sco was a killer, man. I, I got a chance to play against Sco out west. At Malcolm X when I was real young, and I got to see him at LeClaire when when he was in the prime games at LeClaire against MJ. So you know, I had to wait. I was younger at that time, so I get in about fifth, sixth game when you know all the guys, all the real pros, <laughs> tied, and they was ready for you know one of the young kids to come on. I step on, but man, Skull Skull was one of them dudes. Man, I I, I know everything about Skull. Is anytime you get a nickname Skull, man. <laughs> <laughs> You know, him going to Nebraska and what he did in college, man. And, you know, like I said, I'm a student of basketball. So, first and foremost, I pay attention to, you know, accolades and achievements and what people did. So, you know, so certified, man. Sco gave me big buckets, man, when I was a baby coming up in this thing. So, man, shout out to the what, big What man. about Bobby Bobby Smith? What's his name? Bobby Smith, right? I, what about Killer Bobby, man? Give Bobby a shout out. Don't get me started on Bobby, man. That's my man, man. We the same age, same era, man. It's I remember. One of the real talents of Chicago, man, and it's, it's a tragic tragedy, you know, um, you know what happened to bro basketball career. You know, it's, it's hopefully he get, getting his life back together now. But just to, you know, run it through real quick, Bobby Smith was one of the toughest point guards to come through Chicago, man. Went to Villanova. Played one year at Villanova, man, and was killing everybody in the Big East. Killing, bro. Started at point, ended up getting in some trouble in Villanova and had to come back up here to go to Robert Morris uh, in Chicago. Ended up leading Robert Morris in scoring and 
man, he was just a problem, man. You know, he had he had a lot of hood in him. His brother was sure one of the, his brother, the killer. One of the one of the street legends in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? One of the guys, one of the folks known for gang banging and doing, you know, what people do. So Bobby right. came up direct line of being in the in the midst of it. Like right. And, and you know, Bobby was one of the guys, man. Bobby was in the street. Bobby gang bang, he gambled. He, you know, he did his thing, man. But as far as basketball go, killer. Anybody who know growing up around the 90s and, and early 2000s know any of them guards, man, Bobby Smith was up. Um, and I, just wanted to, I just wanted to mention that now. I, I, okay. I know that's, I remember seeing both of y'all around the same time. Yeah, we was always together. Me, him, and Big Lance Williams, man. Yeah, was, and you know Lance, that's my boy, because Lance was about Thriller, my, right? That was my crew. But he man. ain't my boy, like, but he one of the shorties from the hood, so. Yeah. Not them, shorties, but. If you if you 41, I'm 51, I got you by 10. So at 21, he 10. We were shorties since he was. <laughs> right. Not now, but you know, we get it. We know how right, to right. Shorties. But yeah, Bobby, Bobby was my point guard, man. And Lance was my big man. And Lib, my other guys, man, was was my was my point guard too. Larry Holloway from King, man, that was one of my. Oh guys. yeah, Larry, man. Woo. I was I was always around. Like once I got certified and stamped in the streets, I was always you know with with people who I thought was killers. Like you know they wasn't might not necessarily been considered the best by everybody in Chicago, but people who know know like man, them boys got going. Them boys had hearts. You know, those are the people I grew up with. Hung around every day. Larry had me on 51st Estate. <laughs> Man, at the gym with Goody. That's how I met all these people through Larry, bro. You know how it is, man. Yeah. I met these people through Larry, bro. And, and it was just Larry, the one had me on state, on in the projects, in the PCs, uh, Vulture City. That's how I got familiar with all of the projects was from Larry Holloway, man. I swear to God. Bro. Oh, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. A big shout out to Larry, too, man. I, I don't know if he's on Facebook or not, but a big shout out to him. Yeah, bro in Texas, man. He on, he on there. Man. Hey, man, with this COVID, man, everybody got on Facebook. You see people that wasn't on there at first, right? I swear, I wasn't on there, man. I, I ain't <laughs> on no Facebook, man. It was all type of fake, fake Facebook pages out here with me. I wasn't <laughs> on there, man. It's COVID. It got me Facebook and checking messages. Right. Oh, man, right. it's crazy. Right. Oh, thank you, dog. So, so, so what's up with uh, your, your your parents, man? Are they, they back in Chicago or? Yeah, well, my dad unfortunately passed away in 2017. Uh, oh, my mom in Chicago, though. Um, they stand in the suburbs, stand in the south suburbs out the way, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and my kids still in Chicago, too. But, you know, I still be coming back home, back and forth. But I just had to come down here to just expand business, training yep. opportunities. Um, I got the hoodies, PMAC hoodies, man. So, you know. Yeah, represent. Yeah, yeah, let us see that. We doing the clothes, we doing the hoodies, man. We doing all okay. that's cool. Yeah. Feedback, all right. Let's go. Yeah, man. So just yeah. trying to stop wings, bro, man. You know what I'm saying? And no, you got to think like that though, P. P, you gotta think like that. Entrepreneur, man. Entre entrepreneurship. And you ahead of the game. Yeah, definitely, man. And plus it's, it's everything we know, you know what I'm saying, Liv? Like what we learned and know. To me, in my opinion, it'd be a crime not to pass it on and, and give it to somebody else as a resource. Mm -hmm. we, I mean, we still using it, but it's not as profitable for us as passing that on to somebody who never knows. Like once I got to the league, it was stuff I learned 
that I didn't even know I was supposed to have knew already. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I never knew what the nail was or what two nine in the lane was. Like, I made it my whole basketball life without knowing what these things was until I got to the NBA and somebody broke this down to me. So, you know, it's certain tricks of the trade and certain mm -hmm. things want to give to somebody else man so that's you know my passion now and what i'm really interested in doing is you know helping other kids that look like me prepare for college and get ready for possible overseas or just being a pro period wow that's dope that's dope man that you actually give it that back because a lot of us either don't know how to give it back or just saying, you know what, I'm gonna keep it to myself and I'm, I'm not gonna even worry about it. It's being selfish, man, that's selfish, man. This gift is given to you to give, so, you know, you can't well, use definitely, it. Definitely, definitely keep doing that, P. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. We got any more people on there, Bob? Want to ask any questions? Uh, no, it was just somebody on here said they played against uh, Paul in Pocket Town. Yeah, Ronald. just was leaping over him and stuff. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> we're not surprised there. <laughs> His name was Ronald. Skip. Yeah. yeah, some stories, man. There's some stories and some battles out here, man. Max, Max Jr., somebody named Max Jr. said Pac-Man. Yes, sir, baby. Yeah, so, man, you got some love. You still got love back home, man. So, uh, yeah, that's what's up, bro. Uh, just keep doing it, though, Paul. Keep dropping up, giving up your young, them youngsters, man, all the knowledge that you can give them, man. And, and I'm going to come down there, man. I'm going to come down and, and mess with you, too, man, whenever you're doing a camp it's or something. Though. We're both doing the same thing, man, and we're yeah. in the same state, bro. So, you know, I love yeah, You know, definitely. once we man, chop it up and, you know, put our resources together and do something together, man. No definitely. doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Already been doing it, man. And, and, and like I said, you one of the pioneers. And, and, a, and like a big brother, one of the legends, man, somebody who I looked up to. So, you know, just no to push to it again, uh, you know what I'm saying, reaching out to me, man, and, and just involving me and sharing your platform with me, bro. You and, you and Rob. So, you know, like yeah. I said, man, we definitely need to, you know, put something together and, and, and see what we can do together, man. And, yeah, and, definitely. And then we can, we can, I want to go back. I want to go back home too, though. I want to go back home, Bob. You know, we can do something. Man, so I got, um, I can get us in Kennedy King anytime, man. I'm cool with uh, Irvin's at Chicago State. You know what I'm saying? So whenever you want to get back home and get something going on. No, we, that's, that's, that's always been my goal. But every time I try to do something, it, I, somehow I end up with the wrong person, you know? Like they, they you still married. Just like there. your name still, everybody still know, you know what I'm saying? You in the book, so. You, you, you a goat, man. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, it don't matter whenever you come with it. Everybody gonna always support you because you always had your following anyway, man. Right. So we gonna we gonna do it, man. Me, you, Q, we we all come back, man. Let's do it together. We we can do one big, nice, you know, mentorship slash basketball, entrepreneurship, teaching these youngsters, man. That yeah. it's life, man. It's life. It's life other than your neighborhood, man. Sure, you can go back and do and build it up and do some great things, but just hanging on the corners, man. That ain't that ain't that life no more, man. We we gotta get, we gotta save our kids, man, because bullets do not have any names, man. And let me throw this in here to y'all too, man. Since y'all boys, man, in that position, remember we talked about that live the transition from the NBA. Like Paul, we was talking to I was talking to Liv about how the NBA don't have a transition after you play. Like when yeah. you come in, they talk to you. Yeah, but after you done, they well, they trying to get something started now in this players association, but. 
for years, historically, they never had a, a transition for you after you was done. So, you know, that's where a lot of us run into our most problems at. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, we never did nothing besides play basketball. Like, I went my whole life with never, like, filling out a real job application before, you know, you had to figure out why it might be a possibility. I might have to go fill out some job applications. Like, you know, let me get to working on life after ball. But right. I, I can I can honestly say that the the new the new regime and the, the new people at the Players Association, they got a lot of stuff going on now as far as transitioning. They're setting up programs for you to ex-players to broadcast. They're letting you get into coaching. They're doing mentoring. They're doing basketball camps. So they're trying to kind of like segue you to a pipeline for anything that you can get in. But traditionally growing up, we never had nothing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? A lot of us struggle with that, with that resource. So you know, what do we do after after the ball stop bouncing, man? You know, I never wanted to be one of those guys. I always wanted to capitalize off you know the, the Chicago scene, the, the many thousands of legendary players we had, and me being a part of that as well. You know what I'm saying? I always wanted to continue to capitalize off of that. Yeah, and me and Bob, me and Bobby talked about this before that basketball is just like a marriage, man. So. When that basketball stops, it's, it's basically a divorce. You're divorcing that, that basketball, right? And now it's like when you divorce something, you lose something that you truly love, now you're stuck. And mentally, it can mess you up because now you're like, what's my next move? And you and you 40, 45 midlife, you you don't even know, like, where do you start at? You know what I'm saying? you 35, 40, where do you even start at? A lot of us probably left school early, didn't graduate didn't get them degrees, didn't take advantage of the institution like we were supposed to. And you know what I'm saying? I thought, well, you know, man, if you don't use it, bro, man, you 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 he's seeing how the position that some of us end up in. But I got a question from one of my followers on our Facebook live. They say right. you did any one of us ever dream for playing for the Bulls and representing home? Wow. You know what? I I always would love to have have that happen, man, because Chicago is my hometown, man, you know, but it was a rumor going around back in the day, man, that the Chicago uh, Bulls organization really didn't want to, you know, put no people, yeah. yeah, because of they, we knew the city, you know, right. and it was like, we don't want, you know, him bringing all these guys into the games and all this, man. So they was trying to stay away from us, man. And, and, and could you imagine though if they they kept a lot of us home, man? And, and, and what would happen? You know, it would be crazy. Crazy, man. But yeah, I, I definitely wanted to play for the Bulls. I can remember the year I came into the league and got drafted. I um, ended up signing a two-year deal with the Suns, but the Bulls picked Corey Benjamin that year over me. Um, Corey Benjamin was super talented. McDonald's All-American from Oregon, high flyer. He had um, about four or five years in the league. He had a, he had a little stint, but I, I I was hurt. Like I was like, man, I, the Bulls didn't want me. Like, <laughs> like, and so all my friends to this day be like, why you still hate on the Bulls? I'd be like, bro, because they picked Corey Benjamin over me in two thousand. Like I rock with the MJ Bulls. I don't anything after that. They like D Rose though. He, he was semi. He was. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I rock with D Rose. I don't rock with the Bulls though, but yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I wanted. I would have loved. I couldn't. I couldn't even imagine. Like, man, Liv, could you imagine playing? I know, man. Really? I would. man. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't have to go that far either, man. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, you played for Detroit, so you went to like the arch nemesis. That's like 
NFL guy going to the Packers from Chicago or something. You know I know, saying? right? I know, <laughs> I know but we, bro, like I know you was like ah, out of all the teams. <laughs> I know I was, man, and but you know I still had my 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 brother. He used to come down, you know, to Detroit and visit me, man, and hang out with me. But that wasn't nowhere from the crib. Nah, man, hop, and a skip, man. I was. Tr- and they were back at the crib, man. I was, uh, when the when the season was over, I was the first. I was on the first thing smoking, man. <laughs> hey, could you imagine if y'all two played in this game today? Man, live would be perfect for the game today, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I agree with you, man. I I was talking about that the other day, Paul, with somebody, man. That the way the game is played now, man, it's like this is, a stretch I, this is what I would love to play in, man. <laughs> You've been stretching for man. All the threes you can take. That's man. Man. But I did my time, man. And and, and now, you know, we, like you said, we just got to give it to the next generation. Now, you know, my nephew is at going to DePaul now, Javon. Uh, so he just transferred from Valpo to DePaul, man. So I'm just trying to, trying to give him. Yeah. Man, to get back, man. We, had, we started off strong this year, man, and fell mm-hmm. off and a couple more. Wings and some more guys. They lost uh, the big kid, went to the draft. Uh, uh, Reed. Reed went to the draft. Uh, Coleman Hands got an extra year, and they got a couple transfers coming in. So hopefully, you know. Um, I think Coleman Hands went to Iowa State. He transferred to Iowa State? Yeah. Did he? Yeah, he transferred. Yeah, he transferred to Iowa State. I didn't know that, bro. Man, you know they get one year now. They got the new rules. You can leave and not be penalized. Hey, right. I seen he. I seen he got granted an extra year, so he going to Iowa State. Yeah, what about man. The kid from Simeon, ain't he going to DePaul? Yeah. Uh, 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 Bynum. Bynum. Yeah. Will yeah. Bynum, nephew. Hey, he's supposed to be tough, man. They say yeah. he's he cold. Yeah, he's tough. But they say he. They say he's tough, tough. He's Chicago tough, no question. Yeah, they say. They say he be killing that Simeon too. I ain't seen yeah. him. I seen his little highlights on the um, YouTube. He, hey, I tell you what, he ain't never seen the shot he didn't like. <laughs> That's what I like about him. I like, hey, because most dudes be like, man, he's shooting too much. But then in the clutch, they want to give it to him. No! Well, yeah, so, yeah man. Both schools, DePaul and Illinois, man. I hope, you know, man, live with your, with your guys and your people going to DePaul too, man. We just, you know, need to get the city back, man. And, yeah. Oh, man, that's what I would prefer to see. But, you know. I can't knock people for going to Duke and Kentucky's to go pro after one year, man. But I, I can <laughs> do that same thing. They can do that same thing in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? I went to DePaul for a year and go pro, like, and that was 20 years ago. So definitely it can still happen, man. And I, but I they, yeah, only way it's going to happen, Paul, and me and Liv talked about this. They got to get some of you ex players in some of these D1 programs coaching the head job, dog. Well, come on, man. I ain't gonna never do that. Saying this, bro. I've been saying this, bro. They trying to sprinkle a Chicago guy on the roster, but if he not like went to the school and played, you got to be tied into it, bro. You got to be able to send somebody in that house and be like, "Hey, man, that's Marcus Livio, or man, that's P Mac, or you know what I'm saying, right? Like, you can't be sending these people, man. They can't check out the check the Carfax on you. I can't check the history on you. Believe in you, man, and follow you down the yellow brick road. Man, I'm going to go with Coach K, and I'm going with Calipari then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, man. But, Chicago, you know. man, Illinois, y'all got to get some of these ex-NBA players the job, man. Thanks, bro. Uh, D1 programs, hire ex-player, pro player, man, from Chicago. 
Well, you know, Bob, we talked about this before in one of our shows, man, that a lot of a lot of the time, man, it's just these head coaches, man, be a little bit intimidated, man, about the publicity that someone like myself or Paul, when they get there, or the media want to ask all these questions, man. Marcus, they don't want to talk role? to you. <laughs> yeah, what's your role? How you going to get these kids? And I know, I know damn well I can get some kids. I might not know no X and O's, but man, I can get you some kids. I get you some dogs. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, man. that's what happened with DePaul. Yeah. Tracy did, he came and got y'all. Yeah, Tracy, Tracy and them did that, man. Everybody had so, Kennedy credit for that, man. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have took a dribble at uh, DePaul. <laughs> If it wasn't yeah, for Tracy, Tracy. Man, I swear to God, I wouldn't, bro. I wouldn't have took one dribble at DePaul, man. Tracy was, was on me. I just want to make, make sure that's clear, y'all. Tracy's Jim, responsible and, and, for that. And Jimmy Collins, the same thing at Illinois. I mean, you know, none of none of us would have went there without Jimmy Collins. Without yeah. Jimmy Collins. Definitely. Shout out to Coach C, too, man. That was, that was, that was man. One, one cool people. dude, man. And one of the great people, man. Man, come on, man. Coach C, man. That's my guy, man. We gonna get coach on there too, man. I, we, to, we, man. Just, we just gotta, we just, man, we got so many people we wanna get on, man. But we gonna we get- We gotta get him on ASAP Rocky though. Yeah, we gonna get coach Kyle. We gonna get him on. Whenever y'all need me, bro, for anything, man, I'm definitely- Man, you gotta come back, man, again, man, and be a guest on here again, man, a guest correspondent, man. Definitely, man. Uh, yeah. man. You dropping jewels up in here, man. And, we love it, bro. That's real, man. We want to we get, get Q on here, too, man. We want to get Q on. I know he's doing his thing on his podcast, but this is all ball Chicago, so Q got to come on and represent, too, man. And so, I reach out to the bro, man, and see what yeah. we can do. Definitely, man. I'll definitely reach out well, to him. You got to get Big Lance, too, man. Lance, Bobby, we need to get that home. You got to get Bobby, yeah. too, yep. man. Yep. You get your DePaul crew. There you go. Yeah, Steve Hunter, everybody. Yeah, knows. man. We, we we want that. Yeah. Try to work on that, man, and see what I can do, bro. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely reach no, out to Paul, man. This was a real one, man. I know it was short notice, but Liv, nah, I was like, I told Liv. Telling y'all, bro, I'm always there. I, I love the platform, man. I love what y'all doing, man. So, you know, I'm always a supporter of positive, yeah. things, positive people from the career, man. And, you know, Liv, like I said, man, you're a legend, bro. You in the books, man. You use the Appreciate you. Big bro, man. Big figure. You showed me that you know, I can I can make it. I can go to college and play. I can go pro. You was you was one of the inspirations and the, and the motivations for kids like me, man, coming from the hood. So you know, no doubt, man. Something. No doubt. Appreciate both of y'all, brothers, man, for for sharing the platform with me, man. At any time. Yes, Thanks for coming on, Paul, man. But live like to ask you one last thing. What is it? What What is it, live? If it's one thing that, come on, big dog. No, we always we always try to end it, man, with something positive, man. So just drop, you know, all drops, give some knowledge to uh, before we get out of here uh, to the next generation, man, of of young hoopers. You can make it long, short, sweet, whatever, man. You got the you got the, the mic. Go ahead and do it. Yeah, man. I just want to say, man, as far as you know, all the Chicago hoopers, man, and just hoopers, period. Not just Chicago or for my city, man. Practice your craft, bro. Like, sharpen your sword, man. You a fighter, man. And you got tools and you got a toolbox. So if you look at the, the game of basketball, you want to have as many tools in your toolbox as possible. You know, sometimes you might need the, a hammer to chisel away at a, a big, stronger defender. 
or sometimes you might need a pick just to get around, you know, somebody that's not as big and not as strong. So you need to be able to have as many options as possible, man, and just follow your dream. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be some kids watching this, some kids out here that's not expected to go pro, that nobody's thinking you're going to be a pro. And, and those are the kids that, you know, I want to motivate and those are the kids I want to tell that, you know, keep your work up, man, and you can get it, bro. You can get it. Don't never give up, man. And if you're in Chicago especially, that's like a, a, a golden a golden apple of basketball. Like, you always can, can test yourself against the top talent. No matter where you're at in Chicago, you're going to find somebody that's good. So, you know, always sharpen your sword, man. You never know when you're going to be be called upon and you never know when you're going to be thrust wow. into a position to shine. So, always be prepared, man, and that's all I, um, you know, Focus, man. Oh, man. Bro. My man, can't say it any better than that. Uh, I'm, I'm dropping the mic, man. I'm dropping the yeah, mic, bro. That's man. awesome. Hey, man, yeah. I ain't know you. Uh, your humility was amazing tonight, man. Shout out to you, big dog. Straight up, man. man. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Man, you live and you learn, bro. Yeah. And I'm going uh, to inbox you my number, too, man, so you'll have it. And, yeah. um, Live. I got keep, you. Let's yeah, definitely keep, up, man, and keep in touch. I'm gonna reach out to them boys for you, like I said, man. And um, let me know, man, what you want to do as far as some camps going forward with this summer, put something together, man. Oh, I, yeah, no question. Yes, and I got something going on too, so you know, we can definitely okay. get together, man, and put our resources together, bro. I love Let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes, sir. All man. Ball, Chicago, the legend Paul McPherson up in here. You know, the NBA veteran, Marcus Liberty, your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed, man. Jewel's been dropped, baby. Man, love y'all, bro, man. Appreciate love you, too, bro. Love you, Paul. Love Be you, man. Good, big baby. All right. Peace, All right, bro. brother. Peace. One. All right. Go. Man, another good one, man. Shout out to Paul McPherson, man. Great man. Great man, man. Great man. I mean, I got to give Paul this, man. Hey, go and take it now. Paul McPherson, man. Hey, man, that dude is an amazing, that's an amazing story. Man, dude. Amazing story, man. If a kid, anybody show their kid that. But you know what, though, Bob, man, like, We've, we've been having, you know, people coming on our show, uh, some from Chicago, some not from Chicago. But, man, when we bring people on, we want people to really share their experiences of some of the things that they have went through, and, and, and maybe we can help someone. So it doesn't matter where you're from, really. Of course, we represent Chicago to the fullest. And, uh, man, Paul McPherson, you know, like you said, you, a lot of people would look at him as a, as, as a villain, you know, like, Man, I didn't know he was like that, you know, nice, right. nice, well polite, well spoken. And he, right. he's, he's all about, you know, giving back and trying to help the next that young generation. People wouldn't wouldn't know that if they didn't listen or listen to All Ball Chicago. We just had him on talking. And that's what we all about, man. We gonna we gonna keep it going. We're not gonna stop no matter no matter what. You know, if Facebook shut us down, then we're gonna jump over to YouTube. We got YouTube <laughs> so make sure you go check out our YouTube channel because we're gonna replay this on our YouTube channel as well. So go ahead and, and swing over to Believe Podcast Network, man. Check us out. And oh, Art 17, Art 15, Art 19. Art 19. Go over there and check us out. We look for sponsors, man. If you want to sponsor the show, inbox Marcus Liberty or myself. 
also, we need females, man. We need women. We need, come on, ladies. We need the ladies to come on the show. We well, need like I told you, uh, we got, like I told you, we got uh, Lene uh, Harper. She's gonna. Lene Harper, come on, Lene, let's chop yeah, it up. She's gonna, she's gonna be on. It's, it's on me now. It's just on me to, to give her a date uh, to come on, and that's one of. I, I want to stay with the young finest, you know, and made it to the WNBA. So we definitely, we we definitely gonna give women love too on our show. Uh, so. That's what we all about. And we got hey, like uh, Coach Rob Cross was just checking it out. He said, great show, guys. Much better than the news reports. I don't know <laughs> nobody want to watch all that riding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But Give me that music, Liam, before we go, big baby. Yeah, man. Come on, man. We up out of here, though, man. Hey, we don't know the rights to it, but we uh, we like it. I'm up out of here, Liv. What you could have be on, man? And it's time for me to unlace the shoes, dude. Go, man. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.